be the one preaching here this morning. And the uh, and you're going to want to you're going to want to hear this. the The plan was that his topic for this morning was going to be using the shepherds as an example. Worship out of incompleteness and pain. Uh, that was the plan. Most of you know by now that Jesse and his family faced a huge tragedy in the past two weeks uh, with his brother's very sudden passing. Uh, most of you that are regulars here, you also know Jesse's character a little bit. And so it may not surprise you that Jesse called me this past week and he said, uh, Darren, actually, I would, I would still like to preach that message. Uh, but I don't think I can do it this week. And, uh, and I said, absolutely. And he said, uh, but, I, but I think it would be good for me if I would do it next week. And so, uh, and so that's the plan. Uh, Jesse is going to be preaching here next week. Uh, and it's gonna, we're kind of going to treat it as the fifth Sunday of Advent. So everybody always likes to prolong Christmas a little bit. So we're going we're gonna to do that here as a church. And so we've got four candles burning here this morning, and the fifth one is going to be burning next week uh, when Jesse um, embarks on uh, speaking about worship out of incompleteness and pain. Uh, and so I want to encourage you to, uh, to, in a very special way, continue to pray for Jesse and Aaron, for uh, Jesse's whole family, but also for Jesse as he prepares to, uh, to speak next Sunday morning. I don't think we need to be afraid because I think God has given him a character that, um, uh, that will do well and that will help him and help us as a church uh, as we think about and process uh, what exactly that means to worship out of a place of incompleteness and, uh, and pain. And so instead of Jesse preaching this morning, I get to do something special together here with, uh, with my daughter today, and uh, I consider that to be a huge honor. She is going to be reading um, a, a writing, a reading uh, written by Anne Voskamp, and so some of you may have read a portion of it during the Christmas season, um, and so she's going to be doing that, and we're going to, I'm going to interrupt her a few times, as she has done to me many times over the years. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt her a few times and, uh, and add a few of my own thoughts, and so go for it. So, there's a bunch of kids here, sloshy with hot chocolate, who just keep playing a Charlie Brown Christmas. And yeah, I'm not ashamed. So what if it took me a few takes? Because when I finally saw it, I was entirely taken. Linus retells the Christmas story and repeats what the angel announces. Fear not. What? Fear not? Yes. The first message of Christmas is fear not. The birth of Jesus banishes our fears. Maybe the Christmas spirit is about letting go of our security blankets. Maybe the Christmas spirit is letting go of the security of masquerading perfection to be secure in a perfect Messiah who saves us from our messes. Because the spirit of Christmas releases us from the fear of scarcity and gives us the security of abundance. It moves us from the fear of not enough grace 
not enough means, not enough us, to the security of more than enough to give because we've been given him. We talk glibly of the Christmas spirit, rarely meaning more than the sentimental jollity of a family on a family basis. But the Christmas spirit ought to mean the reproducing in human lives of the temper of him who for our sakes became poor at the first Christmas. For the Christmas spirit is the spirit of those who, like their master, live their lives on the principle of making themselves poor, spending and being spent to enrich their fellow humans, giving time, trouble, care and concern to do good to others, and not just their friends, in whatever way there seems need. The Christmas spirit is about having the same spirit of Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave. Love lives given. But Christmas spirit isn't about getting gifts as much as it is about getting to be the gift. Be the gift of grace, of peace, of hope, of reconciliation. Maybe the Christmas spirit is letting go of the security of being right. The security of being distance, distant, the security of holding certain people at arm's length. The angels, the message of the angels. I'm not sure if you've ever stopped and taken note. Four times in the Christmas story, the angels come to bring a message. God's message. God's message to humanity. That is, in fact, the sole purpose of angels. Actually, the word itself means messenger. And so four times God sends a message to humanity in the Christmas story. And all four times the message begins with the same words of assurance. Listen. When the angel comes to the priest Zechariah in Luke chapter 1, promising him that he and his wife Elizabeth are going to have a son. It says in chapter 1, verse 12, When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. When the angel comes to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 29 to 30, it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. When the angel comes to Joseph after he finds out that Mary is pregnant, it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. And then, perhaps the most amazing angel visit recorded in the Bible, the fourth angel uh, visit is the visit to the shepherds, in Luke chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Once, on a Christmas evening, under this comforting blanket of stars poking through the dark, 
I threw open the door of our beat-up Ford, and I took that first step toward a door that had been long shut. And it felt terrifying and terribly freeing. And maybe we only win our battles when we lose our need to be right. I hadn't been there in years. I have no idea how long it had been since her and I had talked with any kind of warmth. The Christmas spirit is about having the same spirit of Christ. Love lives given. Every slow step toward her door, the snow crunched, like bitterly cold things that have long stung, could be crushed, giving way to amazing grace. I'm telling you, sometimes you want to turn your back when a relationship gets hard, but you want to face freedom more. Sometimes you want to continue your cold war, but you want to be a part of peace on earth and in your heart more. Sometimes every step towards peace with someone is a journey of a million heartaches with you. But if he can take us on a journey of a mil- if he can take a journey of a million light years to meet us in the stench of our manger mires to make peace with us, we can take one step after another and make peace across the aisle, the street, and the table. The spirit of Christmas is about not having a spirit of fear. I knocked kind of feeble on her door, willing the other hand, holding a gift for her not to stiffen so tense, and she opened that door. And sometimes, when we break into a smile, some of the pain breaks and we breathe. Angels still speak, And to us, do not fear, even here. You can let go of the security blankets. He who comes makes you secure. I reached out my arms, and she reached out hers. And it can happen. That Big Dipper tips over all of us and pours out the Christmas spirit. And our spirits can come home for Christmas. She handed me a plate of her pecan pie, and we talked by the tree. And it wasn't hallmark perfect, but it was perfectly honest and imperfectly real, and all tasted like a slice of heaven to me, and I could feel it. Maybe the Christmas spirit is letting go to let the spirit move. Maybe the Christmas spirit is about letting the spirit heal you. Maybe the Christmas spirit means reconcile for Christmas. Yes, the angel said four times, do not be afraid. And then in each case, the angel said a little bit more. And in each case, I believe, they speak to a deep inner human need. A human need that, when satisfied, can move you from a place of fear and insecurity and self-absorption and inner turmoil to a place to a place of security and peace and contentment so that you can so that you can be so that you can simply be be who God made you to be rest in who he is and become who he made you to be.
Follow me. Listen to what it says. To Zechariah in Luke chapter 1 verse 13, the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Huh? Really? See, Zechariah and Elizabeth have been waiting for many years for a child. In fact, when Zechariah hears these words, he, he thinks that he better remind the angel of a fact. Uh, are you sure you got this right? Because I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. Little side note there. He's a smart man. I had not actually taken note of this before, but listen to how he says it. I am old, but my wife is well along in years. That's a smart man. It's very important for a man to choose just the right words and use just the right tone so as to speak the truth, but always with minimal backlash. I am old. My wife, well, she is well along in years. But that's not what we're talking about. He has just been told by an angel that a prayer which they have been praying for years and years and years and years. He has just been told by an angel, your prayer has been heard. I am not sure how that would make you feel. Something within me says, those are some of the greatest words of assurance that I could ever hear. Something tells me that is one of the greatest messages of assurance that humanity needs. Whatever happens, happens. I just need to know that God has heard me and that He is on it. I'm not sure if you're with me. You've been pouring your heart out to God, your deepest hurt and pain. Nothing seems to have happened for a long, long time, maybe for years and years. You are wondering if praying is of any use at all. Then a visit from an angel, and the angel says, Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Wow. Wow. What amazing relief. That's all I need to know. So, do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Or what about when the angel speaks to Mary? Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. What? Are you serious? Are you sure you have the right person? But I still make so many mistakes. I mess up. Do you know my thought life? I'm selfish. I compromise. I worry. I am scared. And sometimes I get angry. And sometimes I'm bitter. And so, so, so not holy. Really? Me? Yes. You. You have found favor with God. Speak about assurance. Yes, God likes you. And He will bless you beyond what you deserve. That is what this phrase means. Blessings beyond what you deserve. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Or what about the words spoken to Joseph? Do not be afraid. 
to take Mary home to be your wife. Go ahead, Joseph. You're on the right track. Don't let people or what they think or don't think sway you. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense right now, but go ahead. It's okay. You're doing the right thing. Keep moving forward. And you go, really? Really? What a relief. Thank you, God. Thank you. And Joseph says, thank you. I, I loved her so much. And God replaces anxiety and doubt with these simple words of assurance. Do not be afraid. Keep going. And then there are the shepherds. I wish I could have been one of them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today your Savior has been born. And the shepherds, you can't be serious. The one we've been waiting for for hundreds of years? The one the scriptures are talking about? The one that the priests tell us about? Really? But, but if it's true, why, why would you be telling us about it? I mean, aren't we mere shepherds? We are dirty. We are unclean. Too unclean, in fact, to even go to the temple and worship. Are, are you sure you want to be telling us? Yes. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Go take a look. You will find him wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. We are being invited to go and take a look. Us? Yes. Yes, you. Do not be afraid. God has accepted you. God has accepted you. With all the imperfections and the dirt and the filth, come just as you are and worship. Come just as you are before your God. And then, at that moment, the heavens erupt with angelic voices, a chorus like you have never heard before. Angels that have been waiting for centuries for this moment, singing with exhilarating jubilation because they are bringing humanity the message that humanity has needed to hear for centuries and the message that humanity will continue to need to hear for centuries. Do not be afraid. Your prayers have been heard. Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. Do not be afraid. Keep going. Do not be afraid. You have been accepted. I exhaled when I wrote it on a piece of paper here and taped it up over the little Christmas tree right there at the sink. And it felt like a kind of healing. Let go of plan A. Go with plan B. Fear not. Even now, it's okay to let go of the security blankets and go with plan B. Plan B lets other people be. When you let other people just be and don't try to change even one of their heartbeats, you become a safe place for your people. And your people can safely come home for Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is about letting his spirit do the changing in all of the people and us. 
Simply asking how someone's heart really is, is the gift every heart really wants most. Plan B chooses to simply be present. Be present to the moment as it is, to people as they are, to God with us now, Emmanuel. Be present and fear not. This is the gift you can have at any moment. Be present to broken hearts because this is how you give your heart to Jesus. The kids and I wrap up presents for those who live across fences, across aisles, across the world. The Christmas spirit only asks you to be present. Give yourself the gift of God. Remember, the Christmas spirit isn't about getting gifts as much as it is about getting to be the gift. Be the gift of grace, of hope, of peace, of reconciliation. Live plan B. Be present. Be the gift. We could all come home to each other for Christmas. I heard the weather forecast this morning saying they're calling for a white Christmas. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. What more could any of us want than a little Charlie Brown Christmas of letting go, to let God come? Amen. Let me go stand with us for the closing song.